Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. Welcome to the Believe Network's Best of Believe Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Toss Me the Rock, Tessopolis, and DJ Nikki Snacks. Kreider, Best of Believe right here on Stadium. If you like our podcast, you like our show, go check out our podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. Same name, Charity Stripe, super easy. You like all the shows you see here today, you can go check them out at Believe.com. B-L-E-A-V, pronounced Believe. Follow us on Twitter, Believe Network. On Instagram, Believe Network. YouTube, Believe Network. And we're giving you the best of Believe right here on Stadium. We also have multiple kinds of shows other than sports. We have drunk knitting. We have sober knitting. Any kind of knitting you want. Knitting on the dock. Knitting on the boat. A lot. Of options, Josh, you you give a lot of love to the knitting shows. I yeah. feel like you have to highlight some of the other shows we have as well. I mean, we've got sure. fish keeping. We've got Mark and Sarah talk about songs on mm. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Yeah, a lot of great shows, a lot of great options, a lot of great shows. But you know what? I want to bring up a question to you too. Yeah, our Pujols just hit his 690th home run of his, of his career against the Colorado Rockies. He might not get to 700 this season. Sure, he's got to hit 10 more. And there's not a lot of games left, and he's not getting a ton of at-bats. I'm thinking maybe he signs on a one-year deal with a team maybe like Colorado, so it's easy to hit home runs in Colorado, or maybe even a struggling team that doesn't fill the seats very well, like Oakland, so they can sell out those games when he's chasing 700. What do you think? I mean, the A's need it. There's like more kids in a pre-K class than an Oakland A's game. I just think... If the Cardinals weren't competitive, that'd be one thing. But they have a chance. I don't think they'll win the World Series, but they have a chance to go deep-ish in the playoffs. They can make some noise. They're making count a, them out. They have the MVP right now. They're making a strong push right now, but he's also hitting like over 400 in the last 15 games. Oh, he's Give him more bets. He's kind of on a heater. I think that he might be able to Bacardi and Cola do it. Do it, Albert. I believe in you. I really do. I mean, he hit a pinch hit grand slam. He had a two home run game. The guy is locked in right now. He's so two sixty. About like he's like playing good baseball from a batting standpoint. I think he's definitely gonna get a chance to catch a rod. 
Six more home runs to catch A-Rod. I hope he smokes A-Rod. That, and if at that point, like, I'm all for him for going 700. But we'll see. It's going to be a tight finish. But don't go anywhere. We're the Cherry Stripe. This is Best of Believe right here on Stadium. We have great Believe content coming your way. Hit your free throws. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the charity stripe hit your free throws because they offer Reed, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossing the Rock, Disopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Best of Believe right here on Stadium. We have great Believe content coming your way. Some seriously great clips. First up, Unfiltered with Casey Stern. If he would have come out and said, I was in a spot where I was, there's no excuse at all. And I feel terrible about making the worst decision of my life. And it's hurting me and it's hurting my team. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to apologize to the fans enough. But I just wanted to get back on the field so quick. And I, I, you know, I, I found out that this was a way I can get back there quicker. And I took it. Just tell me the truth. By the way, kids, what, 23, 24? We would have been like, okay, like I kind of get that. But we're afraid to be damn humans. We, we got to come up with, I got ringworm, 1-800-RINGWORM. Can I get some cluster ball? I mean, seriously. I want every person who watches this to go tweet out 1-800-RINGWORM. That's how dumb it is. Seriously. I mean, it's so stupid. But if this guy would have told the truth, it would have been totally fine. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Makes it worse for me. I would have rather him do that, wouldn't you? I would have been like, yeah, you know what? That's dumb, but I, I can't wait to see you play and you'll learn from this. You doing that now? Ringworm? Are you serious? Ringworm? I had a couple of people that I have no idea if this is accurate, but tweet me that they're doctors and that ringworm, you don't actually give steroids like this because it would be um, a deterrence from actually ridding it. I I can't, thank God, I can't tell you because I have no idea if that's actually accurate. And I ain't Googling ringworm tonight when I get off this podcast. Sorry, I'm not. I'm going to beam up with these headphones to someplace I could forget about this 1-800-ringworm nonsense. But the guy could have just told the truth. It's terrible for the game. It's terrible for the Padre fans. It's terrible for everyone. You're trying to get back and get healthy. We kind of get it. Like, honestly, it's like, that's the crazy part about people who lie their way out of lies. It's like, and I've even had this in my life a couple times where it's like, okay, like, not at the time I didn't, but like afterwards, like, I kind of get like maybe why you were thinking this, but why didn't you just say it and just tell the truth and just live with it? My God. 1-800-RINGWORM. Can I get some ball? We have Casey talking, Fernando Tatis Jr., Padres. I think we'd be remiss, Nick, if we didn't cut to ring the bell with you and Heath Bell talking Padres and more Fernando Tatis Jr. So don't go anywhere. we got a great clip coming at you. I'm thinking that this kid has never done steroids, but maybe he did it in, when he was a young teenager to become that good. You know, here's the thing. Is Tatis, is he, has he been lying to us all along? I mean... Here's the other aspect, and some people have asked me this, is did A.J. Preller, because he's never done anything before, did he know this was coming? He claims that he found out 
like two hours before the rest of the world found out that he got and, a call from I will, MLB. I will tell you, when you find out, you find out about a month to six weeks, four to six weeks before it comes public because you have time to um, make the necessary changes. To, no, you have the necessary of like, no, that wasn't me. This is what's going on. You have a couple weeks, four to six weeks. of. So then maybe, maybe AJ lied because his statement was that he found out like two hours so before. My question broke. is, is do you think AJ had to make this trade with Soto and Bell because he knew this was coming? Okay, so a lot what going a on. Host. A lot. What? What a handsome host. What a handsome host. Yeah, is right. Keith Heath is beautiful. Heath well, but so I, I, I think Keith had a question, right? The yeah. question was, did AJ Preller know, and did this make it more necessary for him to make the trade for Juan Soto and Josh Bell? Well, my answer is yes. I think he probably had the feeling that this was going to happen, so he needs to go out and not just get Soto and not just get Bell, but also go out and get Hater and go out and get Drury and make themselves as sound as possible, not just you know filling a need for for one position and going out and get Soto. You don't think he makes these moves anyway, though? Well, I think he makes the moves regardless. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, th- I think you're regardless of making the moves, but I think the added Drury and actually throwing Bell in as well, trying to just sure up the team as much as possible, was probably due to the fact that he knows he's not going to. You're saying that 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 knowledge was there. Yeah. And it was kind of the impetus to go after these guys. If it really was, as Heath said, six weeks or at least a month prior, uh, you know, to this right. all coming out. And AJ came out and said he said it was. Yeah, I found out two hours before everyone else that found out. I don't believe. No, that you're I don't the general believe. manager of the San Diego Padres. You're telling me that they're not letting you know. They're they're gonna let you know via Twitter. Regardless, I think whether he knew or not, and when he knew, has nothing to do with Fernando Tatis. Right. Correct, and and it was very clear throughout all the information that's come out that he was not communicating at a level a professional baseball player should with their club. He's right. a child. L- listen, at the end of the day, Heath said it on the podcast as well. You can go take a listen. But if you're a major league baseball player, or if you're an NFL player, or you're an NBA player, if you're a professional athlete, if you are sick or you have an injury, you go to the team doctor. You go to the team trainer. You don't go out and get your own medical opinions from someone else because you don't know what they're going to prescribe you. And it's your duty as an athlete to know what's going in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, first of all, people look at the steroid situation and they think it just makes you jacked. And yeah, obviously, that's a positive effect to it. But it really is about healing your recovery, speeding up your recovery time for healing. And that's probably why Fernando Tatis was using it because he hurt his wrist on a motorcycle, which he should never have been on. Look, I would like to be... he Like, Vlad Guerrero Jr. was also the prince that was promised. He had a major league dad. But he's not acting like this. Honestly... And the way that Tatis' parents have come out, it's one excuse here, one excuse there. Like, his circle is not taking this seriously enough. He's clearly gotten away with way too much Or they're too up. involved. Or they're too, they're too involved. They don't have a good handle on the situation. He's got too many people in his ear giving him the wrong advice. Like, if your kid was a major league baseball player, would they ever be on a motorcycle? Especially what after happening to Jay Williams. In, in in the early 2000s, when Tatis Sr. was playing. Like, th- that should be in the kick in the you-know-what for everybody. And it was apparently multiple accidents, too. When he got asked by the press early in spring about the accident, oh, he, yeah. said, he said, which accident? And so that led us all to believe that there was multiple motorcycle accidents. If you're a $350 million player, 
you should not be getting on anything that you're going to fall off of. No snowboarding, no skiing, no, no, no wakeboarding, like no motorcycles, nothing. And he says it as well. Why is he in the Dominican Republic all the time? You know, like he needs to be in San Diego with his that team. I don't understand either. Be with the club. How many guys do you see that are injured that are still in the yeah, clubhouse? I mean, like he's posting all these videos of him like jumping out of waterfalls and stuff. Like, do you want to be a travel blogger or a professional baseball player? I mean, the whole team did not have his back. No. Clevenger came out and said that this isn't the first time that we've been upset with him. Joe Musgrove has said that there's immaturity. AJ Preller, Manny said it. Will Myers said it. And <sighs> Will Myers said, look, we just want to worry about guys who are here right now. We can't we can't worry about guys who are not in this clubhouse. Like this team is is too precious right now for us to, to you know squander this opportunity. The, the the fact of the matter is now that the way that sports media works, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a tainted thing on the narrative of Tatis going forward. No one's ever gonna forget this. No, no, he's no a of course, steroid not. bust. And I think that's partially why his parents have been so involved in the fact that oh, it was a fungus from a haircut. Oh, it was ringworm because they don't want it to taint his legacy of him being a cheater, right? This didn't improve his play. This was something that we took not knowing that it was going to show up on our drug test. Well, it looks even worse, the fact that you guys are digging him a hole and that you're lying about it. That's what it. Casey was saying. He's like, just come out and tell me the truth that you wanted to get better faster. And I'd be like, okay, you're a kid and I can believe right. you. And like guys like Musgrove takes a hometown, hometown discount. Guy like Clevenger who's worked back from injury the right way. Exactly. I mean, it's great. Machado. The yeah. one thing I will say before we close this out is... Heath brings up a really good point. The fact that he's been caught now, now there's questions. Did he take it when he was younger, when he was 14, 15, 16? We don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, up next, we have tackling a new kingdom, Tank Johnson, and guest, Roger Goodell. Yes, that's right. The commissioner Ooh. coming on. Yeah. <laughs> we also have Believe in Giants. Uh, great show over there. Bob Papa, Carl Banks, and Seahawks Pod. That's right. We have a Seahawks Pod coming at you. Lofa Tatupu, Brett Davern, and their guest, David Hawthorne, former Seahawks. So get excited. Wear the charity stripe at your free throws because they're free. Best to believe right here on Stadium. Ink tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? Here we are. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossing the Rock, Tasopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. This one is really amazing. We've had Tank Johnson on Best of Believe before, but right now we have tackling a new kingdom Tank Johnson's guest, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Enjoy this one. I think it was one of the, the big... Uh, challenges for us was one changing the culture and two uh, convincing people that this really was good for the game and that we could make the game safer and better at the same time uh, and, and a large part of that was on the basis that we saw there were techniques that there were advances we could make in equipment there were things that we could do with the rules that we were confident uh, would make our players safer and that was our starting point and 
it could reduce injuries, it could reduce impacts, it, it could reduce potential long-term impacts. And you know, for that, we wanted safety was our number one priority. But we also had to see how did that impact the game ultimately. Right. And from a competitive standpoint, and people thought, hey, you're taking the contact out of the game or you're taking the hitting. And as you know, the, the game is still, these guys are faster, bigger, and stronger, and, and, and the impacts are. And so I, anyone who wants to say the game is soft, I think it hasn't been out on the field, right? Um, right. And so it's still a, a really physical game. I think people love that. But I think we've been able to take techniques out that have we see by looking not just at videos, but analyzing that and looking at the injury data to, to see that those really do uh, create injuries that we could avoid. I mean, we made it, boys. We made it. I mean, technically Tank made it, but we made it as well. Like coattails or like latching on. Latching on to you, Tank. Yep. Yeah, but you know who else made it? The yeah. NFL. They made it safer for players <laughs> they to did, play they, football, dude. It, the preseason. I'm glad they did this. I don't care if it looks weird. I really don't because nothing pains me more in sports than seeing a guy get injured in the preseason or in camp. Literally, if I had to like list my least favorite things in sports, steroids would probably be number two, which we discussed in segment two. And number one would be seeing guys get injured in the preseason. Just injured in general. It's like horrible. It. But yeah. before the year Which, goes, though, it kills me. Yeah. Look, guys have already gotten injured this preseason. I it's, know. It's always going to happen. That's just the nature of this sport. It's the nature of how seasonal it is and how these guys, they don't get the opportunity because it's such a dangerous game in some respects um, to play year-round. They just mm -hmm. can't do it. So to have the helmets and add that in to at least protect guys in some sort of way... Um, you know, if you look at all the statistics, they are more protective, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I could care less how it looks. I know the guys do, and they want to look swaggy out there, and I don't blame them for their brand, especially because the helmets block their face, and they don't have, especially the offensive linemen who don't have that personal connection usually. Like a, good, like a Timothy Mozgov on the bench gets more airtime and connection because you could see his face and like some of the best centers and guards in the league, if you really think about it, doing that cross sport. But from a look standpoint, I'd rather these guys be safe and just get to the season. We saw it last week um, when Takeo Spikes is like, you're sitting there in camp and you're sitting there in the preseason and you're like, let me just get through this healthy and at least get a chance to play. Day by day. Day by day, yeah. Um, all right, unfortunately, there's a guy that's off injured right now on the New York football Giants. Carl Banks, Bob Papa, believe in Giants. Talk about him right here. Check this out. I have my good friend, uh, well, he treats me like a really good friend every time I see him, entertainer, entertainer, uh, Fat Joe had yeah. coined this phrase, yesterday's price is not today's price. I think that's where we got to be with uh, Galladay. Like the expectation is higher. He cannot, let me play this for him so he can hear it. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Can we Simple. get Fat Joe to throw in tell a friend to tell a friend in that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it is the, the yesterday's price is not today's price. He's got to step up. Like you are you are a number one receiver on this team, and you're playing to the level of Jesson also Rand. Like you line up these receivers and you watch them go. Your top guy is Wondell Robinson. 
and Tony when he's healthy, when yeah. he's practicing. Wait, That's a whole other story. Kenny Galladay, I mean, there was a point where I'll, I'll admit it on our podcast, I was like, this guy could be a top five wide receiver in the league. He's got zero touchdowns as a New York Giant. And he's not sake. the number one. They're talking about him like he has to be the number one. Dabble's coming in was superb with Josh Allen because he ran the because he was the offensive guy. McDermott's a defensive guy, and Kafka's coming in at former quarterback, and he was a passing game coordinator for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. If Danny Dimes can't figure it out with these two, then they're going to have to turn the page on this. Look, one. I, I think we're going to stay with the Fat Joe reference here, and Kenny Galladay's just got to lean back and let Tony and Robinson take over. Nice, Nick. Wow, good for you. You know what? We do a lot of Harry Potter references, Toss and I, and I feel like you have a lot of rap references in the bank that you yeah, can I mean, start I was showing up. born and raised on hip-hop. Yeah, I know you were. Not by Heath Bell, who still could be your Not dad. Not by Heath Bell. <laughs> I don't know if Heath Bell likes hip-hop as much as I do. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think Tony, if we're talking from a fantasy standpoint, and they spent a high pick on Robinson. But like he's a second-round pick. I mean, to talk a little bit about what we talked about with Commissioner Goodell and Tank Johnson, guys will get injured. And that happened last year. And Tony had some games where he didn't get to play because he yeah, was injured. He was and so too. whether whether Galladay's the one or not, first off, you're paying him to be your one. Yeah. So he, he needs to be performing if you're paying him at that rate. And he's going to have opportunities. Darius Slayton's going to have opportunities. They, mm-hmm. they have a lot of guys on that roster that are weapons for Daniel Jones. And zero touchdowns just can't happen. It cannot. And is there a better name to play in New York than Tony? Hey, Tony. There's not. There's Tony down by the docks. How you doing? Capicola. Here's the bet. Two guys. Before yeah. you get into that, you have, you have a pretty solid Italian New York accent. I'm from there. I should hope so. Yeah. Bob Papa's got the best one. Though. He's Italian. Yeah, he's I'm got the Jewish. Best. He's different. the best. That's grew up Bob some, Papa, that's what he says. This, yeah. this is that. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend how you're doing. All right, uh, let's get to our boys in Seattle. Brett Davern, Lofa Tatupu. Seahawks pod time. I got to get your thoughts on, on what this team's going to look like without Russ. Uh, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to have to step up because the ad lib and the athletic ability and the playmaking and the leadership and the experience and like you're losing a lot, you know, mm-hmm. so there's going to have to be a lot of guys that uh, that are going to have to step up that that you might not know of right now that might not have been leaders because they had a leader in front of them. And in order for them to be successful, they're going to have to have those big those big guys step up in big moments. Well, let's talk about another position. You guys are very familiar with it. The linebackers. There's a lot of linebackers in camp. Um, you know, Jordan Brooks and Bobby Wagner, he's down with the Rams now. You know, we not only Russ's gone, but obviously the quarterback of the defense right there, B-Wags. So Brooks may be stepping into his place. Um, but, I mean, a lot of young guys here at linebacker, but a lot of talented guys. Uh, Heater, what's your assessment of these guys? Um, I mean, linebacker core, I mean, they for years we've transitioned over into linebackers. You know, we make good linebackers in Seattle, you know, starting with Lofa and those guys. And then they thought all was lost when Lofa, you know, left and, and I stepped in and they thought all was lost when I left and they got B Wag. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, we turned them out, man. We turned them like out. I was upgraded. <laughs> David Hawthorne was this very underrated linebacker. Great to have him in the mix. Look, we poo pooed and stunk up the Seahawks last show. And I had a bit of a change of heart. I said on our radio show, shout out 1090 ESPN. We love them there. I said on our radio show that the Seahawks roster is pretty ready to go. And we're going to get into another clip with a potential college quarterback with Sean Salisbury in the next segment to tease that. 
But this roster, by and large, there are pieces there if they get the right rookie in the building. Because it's not Geno Smith or Drew Locke. I can't imagine that's the answer there. Right? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Jimmy G either. I don't think the Niners are going to allow that to happen. They should also tank. They should tank Johnson. They should tackle a new kingdom. Yeah, and the new kingdom should be a new quarterback. Wow. I, I really am going to be looking at guys like DK Metcalf to step up and start to be a leader. Sign that, that new deal. Sign the new deal. Let's be the opposite. I hate to bring this up again. The opposite of what Fernando Tatis has been for the Padres. They're going to be looking for leaders. Wagner's gone now. People forget right. he's in LA now. Russ is obviously in Denver. Chris Carson retired. So mm-hmm. they're going to look for leaders here. And DK looks like the vet. Tyler yeah. Lockett is still there. They still have, ironically, a top five wide receiver duo. I mean, you know Tyler Lockett's going to have one game where he goes for like 10 for 290. And Rashad Penny, who, you know, draft capital that they spent on him he's supposed to be a starting running back in the nfl but that's what i'm saying they have walker and penny they have Noah Fant. like they've just spent charles cross they had damian lewis on the line and then other guys like shout out puna ford jordan brooks is there we have Quandre Diggs there there's a lot of guys in seattle that can be really good but we're going to get who another guy they can maybe take already looking to 2023 for this team sean salisbury talks a little college football and so does blake Rafino and are you serious sports don't move the dial we'll be right back in just a hot second the cherry strap hit your free throws because they're free Best to believe on stadium. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great believe content on stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? Oh, hey. Fancy seeing you here. It's the Charity Stripe. Best of Believe right here on Stadium. More great Believe content coming your way. We're talking college football. The Sean Salisbury Show. Little Ohio State action coming your way. Enjoy. I just think their explosiveness. I I think Ryan Day is a really good football coach. I do. I, I, I... when all is said and done, this team could be crowned national champions. They're that gifted now. Well, I'll tell you what sticks out to me a little even more, which I'm bothered by with my choice here. But since it's the beginning of the season, we can we reserve the right to change in week three, is they got bullied against your team last year. I'm talking about bullied late in the season. 
And not that they can't, you know, that they're not talented enough to overcome it, but physically, I always wonder about the carryover for that stuff like that, right? Like if you go in and say, damn, we got manhandled by Michigan at the line of scrimmage. I'm anxious to see how they are there because on the perimeter, say I know they're going to score. Hell, I oh, know they're sure. going to score. And so, I mean, no matter where you look, you know, they always have corners. The back ends always, they've always got those guys, and they always have perimeter players. They will score. I'm anxious to see when they run into a team that's more physical or two, can they, can they bow their neck and, and, and redo this thing? Okay, we talked about the Seahawks last segment, and we alluded to the quarterback they could be looking at this year because we're presuming they'll be picking in the top five-ish. If they're picking in the top three, they're sitting pretty, honestly. That's like a good season for me for the Seahawks because they could bring in a guy like C.J. Stroud, who I do think will go down, and I could be a little biased, a group of Buckeye fan, as the best college football quarterback this season. He's got he's got Smith and Jigba. He's also got Julian Fleming, who was once literally the top recruit in the nation. And a good running back, Javon Henderson. Yep. And he's got Marvin Harrison Jr., who's an absolute animal, plus a good offensive line. This offense is going to explode. And I think Stroud is going to go down as a top quarterback, the top prospect, not named Will Anderson, uh, linebacker Alabama. And I think it's a great fit in Seattle because then they can start paying guys around him, similar to the Chargers, what they're doing with Justin Herbert. Now, as far as who's going to win the national championship, I mean, this team's the number two team in the country, could be the number one. Like, Will Anderson and the Dallas-Turner combo at the edge for Bama, plus Bryce Young. Like, obviously, the reigning Heisman winner, they just went to the national championship. If Ohio State is not in the playoffs, as is the same case every Every year for them, it's a failure of a season. I think a, I think people are underrating Clemson. Look, Clemson's season last year was as bad as it could have gone, and they were still competitive in games. I think they're going to bounce back. So do I. I think Awangalele is going to be maybe not what we thought he could be, but I think he bounces back nicely at the quarterback well, That really spot. rolled off your tongue. Wait, I've in, been practicing. Interestingly, Thank you. the ACC, at least in regards to the AP poll yeah. that's, that's come out preseason, um, is supposed to be a little bit more stout across the board as a conference than it was last year and mm-hmm. the previous two years. So maybe Clemson has a little bit more competition than they typically can kind of just you know breeze through that cakewalk of a schedule. Well, I think I want to talk ACC football, but I'll go to Blake Rafino, Are You Serious Sports, a little SEC really quickly because it delves into the quarterback position. So check this out. Our eyes do not deceive us. Guys, I've been to a lot of college practices in my life. I know when you cannot complete a short hitch because you don't have zip on your fastball and Kayshawn Booty is waiting for the ball to get there. He waited so long, Moses came down with the Ten Commandments twice before the ball even got to Kayshawn Booty in the last scrimmage. He It took the ball so long to get to Kayshawn Booty when Miles threw it. Molasses. You can empty two molasses bottles. Syrup can be poured out of Aunt Jemima's tube. So Brandon, the quarterback for LSU, takes his money and run. And that's like the problem with NIL. First of all, he's not playing well. A, a guy who, as Blake points out very astutely, was maybe not even going to be the starting quarterback for this team. It's going to probably be transfer from Arizona State, Jaden Daniels, I'd imagine. And Blake has a graphic that we're going to throw up in just a hot second. But Brennan, talk about a gold digger, huh? Looks like a you know a young young women s- looking to marry a rich guy, then filing for divorce and taking 
half the money. I mean, obviously, he's not taking half LSU's money, but at the same time, bad, bad deal for a lot of those NIL companies that threw him money. But that's what we said was going to happen. Someone was not going to play up. Took to advantage snuff. of the system. Yeah. Wouldn't you? No. I mean, no, not ideally. I mean, ideal I situation. Play. I'm sure ideal situation for him, too. He's a starting quarterback, no brainer, and he's going to the NFL, but that wasn't going to be the case. New head coach and Brian Kelly. I mean, you don't you don't know his you don't know his personal situation. I mean, I started watching the the Manti Teo documentary. That guy needed football to get a scholarship. He needed football to get out of to get off of Hawaii to get a collegiate degree. That then you know if he of course played in the NFL, um, but if he hadn't, you know that degree would have been helpful in getting a, a different job. So you don't know Brennan's situation going in. You don't know how committed he was to football. So when he was presented with that money. Maybe it was never in his plans, never in his cards to go to the NFL. Could have, he could have transferred somewhere. If you could be the number two QB at LSU, you could be the number one somewhere in the power. Of, like He could be the Vanderbilt quarterback. Yeah. He but, could be a quarterback at a lot of schools. Yeah, so maybe he just takes the money. And look, if you're a company investing in NIL, you run the risk. It's part of the deal. And he took the money and ran. Uh, we'll throw up a graphic like right here somewhere in the mix, a little Vogue for you. Please cover uh, his face. Yeah. Uh, Blake Rafino's underrated teams, overrated teams. There's just like some discrepancies. I get Notre Dame being overrated, new head coach. You don't know who the quarterback is. But especially nowadays, because they mirror, they always mirror each other a little bit. Having a good quarterback in college football is paramount. I think so. I mean, I think there are a couple teams in the past who got away with non-NFL caliber quarterbacks and won the national championship. Georgia did it last year. Yeah, Georgia did do it, and they had an unbelievable... Like, I don't think Notre Dame has that defense. I think for these overrated teams, again, we could poo-poo Notre Dame, and we're going to see how it is because they have, they have an ugly test against the aforementioned Ohio State first. But I think it's going to be very interesting uh, to see how they play. But don't go anywhere. Because we're playing some more over here. We have the Coach JB Show and his guest, John Daly. John Daly, right? We also have Believe in Steelers. Lee Steinberg is their guest. And, of course, we have the Patriots Report. Christopher Price, his guest, one of the best to ever do it. Ricky Williams, hook him horns. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in just a hot second. The Chair Strap Pitch of Free Throws, best to believe on Stadium. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Tossing the Rock, Kasopoulos, Nikki Snacks, Crider, Best of Believe right here on Stadium. We're going to kick it to Chris Price, Patriots Report. He's got fellow Longhorn, Ricky Williams, joining him. Sit back, relax, enjoy this clip. Let's go! You are now watching Believe. 
you believe? The NFL has eased its policies on players and cannabis usage the last few years. And you think, you've said this, you think it's only a matter of time until NFL teams are using marijuana in an official capacity. Why do you think the league has taken so long to listen to players like yourself who've spoken out about the benefits of cannabis for so many years? Well, I just think that the resistance because of the, the laws in this country, and it's something that in, in a lot of states is still illegal, but it's been illegal and people have been punished, you know, severely for, for breaking the law. I mean, we had a war on drugs and mainly it was on, it was on cannabis and any war, there's always going to be, there's always going to be casualties. And so we're all coming, we're coming out of the prohibition or the dark ages of cannabis and it takes larger corporations. It takes them longer to, to make adjustments. And I think what's really helped the NFL is that the players themselves have finally stood up and said, this isn't a substance of abuse issue. This is a wellness issue. And I think that is what really got the NFL owners to start to listen. I'm definitely relaxed now. Yeah, you're relaxed now after that one. Ricky is just so eloquent, and I love... He really I, is. I mean, he's honestly a great Longhorn, and he's always bringing, you know, just Longhorn Nation together on this amazing journey of his marijuana use, and now it's looking good. Well, here's the thing. He's coming from a from a medical standpoint and we've seen time and time again like look we've off air we're talking about how Draymond Green was handing out weed at his wedding like time and time again like Megatron came out and said that he was using it it helps guys mentally and physically recover at what point does the NFL kind of owe an apology like I get like Josh Gordon like stay off the weed like get it together a little bit but at the same time to our point and to Ricky's point, maybe he needed it medically. At what point do they owe him some kind of apology? Because they totally he could have played while smoking and been fine. And I think had a, a career. I think like the nation owes a lot of people apologies because there's a ton of people that were incarcerated for years for small possession charges of marijuana that is less than some people that have assault charges out there or burglary. And I think Ricky's right. It's a national thing. Once it gets legalized on a national level or at a federal level, that's when the NFL probably steps in and starts to say, okay, whatever, not a big deal. But at the same time, like the NBA doesn't test for it. I don't understand why the NFL is still testing for it. It's a nat- national football league, right? So I think yeah. exactly to your point, Nick, once nationally it's it's recognized as a, a legal drug, I think then we'll at that point have to get Ricky um, in a room with Roger Goodell. Like we've had more issues like with hurting people with alcohol in the NFL than marijuana. Just want to throw that there. Uh, but we'll get to a lighter side of the ganj right here with a clip of the Coach JB show. His guest, John Daly. I actually listened to it. I actually downloaded it. You got two albums, though. Whiskey and Water, though, man. How'd you get into that deal? Is, is, is Willie Nelson really uh, – is he all that they say? He's the best. He's been my friend for 30 years, and – I've sent him two songs. My first album was My Life. We did for um, Make-A-Wish. And um, he was on one of the songs there. All I did was send it to him. And I sent him this song. I go, you know, guys, Willie would love this song. For some reason, I don't know. I've sent him two songs. And, and he's been on both of them. I didn't ask him to. He just sent that back. He said it's his favorite country song ever. And um, thank God Sony gave us permission to use it. Thank you, Sony, so much for letting us have it and letting Willie do it with me. And you know, Jake Owens brought up a huge point. You know, it might be the last song he writes with, or, or sings with anybody. So, um, really? yeah, but he's a great man. He, he can't help but love Willie Nelson. 
No doubt. Is he? Uh, I, I talked to Snoop Dogg about him growing up in this neck of the woods. Is he? Can he smoke anybody under the table like they say? Snoop Dogg smokes a lot, but I don't think he can compare to Willie in his day. What kind of life is? I didn't know John Daly was also a country singer. John Daly's got a strong beard. He's got a he's got a country song with Willie Nelson. I thought they were just boys. You like how JB like had to throw in that he was boys with Snoop because John Daly was kind of like upstaging him with Willie Nelson. Who would you rather be boys with, Willie Nelson or Snoop? Snoop. Not even a question. Willie Nelson's like ninety. Okay. Who would you rather? If there was one country artist you could make a song with, who would it be? Florida Georgia Line. They got some dope beats. They're like they're kind they're, of they're a good collab country. Big artists. time. I'd, I I'd pick listen uh, to them a little bit. Who'd you pick, Josh? Who would I pick? I like Zach Bryan. He's coming up. But Zach Brown Band is probably my go-to. But I like I, Blake Shelton as a person. Yeah, he's I don't a love vibe. His music. But. Yeah, he's a vibe. I, I uh, Luke Bryan. Yeah, there's a lot of guys I like out there. What about think, you? Think. Um, Kip, <laughs> no, honestly, Turnpike Troubadours would be sick. They're awesome. I, I was going to say Kip Moore just because that song, Something About Some a truck, truck, popped into my head. But Tennessee was, Tennessee Boy, Dirk's, Kip Moore. Dirks Bentley. Yeah. It's a lot of good Got country Got a great guys. first name. Dirks. Uh, shout out Dirk Nowitzki. Shout out Hootie and the Blowfish. Dirk, our former intern. Yeah, Dirk for Darius Rucker. Yeah, he's the guy. Uh, what about any guys you want to pass the peace pipe with? Anybody there? You want to throw out some names? Like they threw out Snoop, Willie Nelson, some legends. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Don't okay. Lie, the science guy. So you're just looking to learn. Yeah, I mean, come on. I would love to hear some some uh, knowledge about deep space from Neil deGrasse Tyson as we pass the gounge around. Okay, cool. At what point are you just going to be lost? <laughs> At what point is it over for you? I mean, aren't we always lost? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you have 10 minutes in that circle. How about you? Anybody you want to throw out there? Hmm. Probably, I don't know. I think I think like Adam Sandler would be a, a cool a cool guy to do it with. Someone who's funny. Someone Woody Harrelson's uh, he's got to be top of the list. Seth Bogan. He's up there. Rogan would be great. Yeah. Or Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Because I feel like we'd go do something. I think it'd also be funny to see someone who is normally really uptight or someone that is super um, anxious that and, and watch them smoke, so you can kind of see them relax and kind of mellow out a bit. Mellow out a little bit. Mike Pence. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm good. I'm Richard, Richard Richard Nixon. Uh, what? Richard Nixon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Peter, a legend. Ooh, nah, but the, Bill uh, Bill Hader would be a great yeah, guy. Bill Hader yeah. would be great. Um, all right, let's go to another all-time great. Lee Steinberg guesting on Believe in Steelers. Mark Bergen and Ike Taylor. When I was a kid growing up, baseball was the number one sport in America, and now Correct. it's seen the NFL by a large margin. Uh, Correct. Correct. Seventy-one of the top one hundred uh, television shows last year. I'm not just talking uh, the most popular sport, but the most popular television show. Seventy-one of a hundred were NFL games. So it's dominating now. The money is rolling in, and what you saw was until this year, the key positions that seemed to do better were quarterback always. Uh, blindside tackle, and then a a uh, pat edge rusher who could put the quarterback on its back. And what right. got added this year was wide receivers. So right. one after another, they exploded as one of the favorite positions. Sequel to Jerry Maguire, yay or nay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Show, what, sh- show me the money. <laughs> Toss, you're a movie buff. We all are, but you obviously are a movie quote machine. What are some sequels that you've seen that you would want to throw out there for movies, uh, sports movies? movies? All, yeah. 
I think for me, the blind side is a, <laughs> is a great pick. No, because you you the story ends with Michael Orr entering the NFL, the NFL and yeah. I'd love to see that relationship continue to flourish between <laughs> Leanne Tui and Michael Orr. <laughs> I saw no, I, I saw a uh, well. There's a there's a country star in that movie. Yeah. yeah. The husband. Yeah, it's uh, who is it? Is it Keith? Urban? Keith Urban. <laughs> Keith Urban. Right? Keith Urban's the husband yeah. in the Blind Side. Nicole yeah. Kidman's uh, husband. Yeah. No, is it Keith Urban? No, it's no not Keith Urban. Wait, Keith Urban's in the Blind Side. <laughs> it's not side. Keith Urban. Who is it? It's, it's, uh, I'll look it up. What about Fever Pitch? Carl Urban, right? Carl. No, Urban. Carl Urban's the Carl guy. Carl Urban is Jesus boy, boy. Billy Butcher. Ralph, what about what about uh, Fever Pitch Two? Where like absolutely maybe, not. <laughs> it's like a dark comedy. Like like there things are not going well. The socks aren't playing well. Yeah, it's a custody battle, right? Like who gets half the season tickets? A divorce is. Looming. No, but Leanne, old Leanne too, he's played by Meryl Streep. Yeah. And Michael Orr is played by uh, E-40. <laughs> Drew Barrymore yep. gets the kids on weeknights, and, and Jimmy Fallon gets the kids on weekends when the Sox are playing. Is it Toby Keith? <laughs> okay. Who is it? On that note, we'll figure it out. We're we got to do our due diligence <laughs> next time. We're the charity stripe. Don't go anywhere. This is best to believe right here in Stadium. When we get back, we'll find out the answer for you. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back. It's the Charity Try Pitch Free Throws because they offer you Josh Fisher, Alexander Tossman, The Rock Disopolis, DJ Nikki, Snacks Crider. Best of Believe, amazing clips from our amazing host. Go to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V. Check out all those podcasts. Any kind of podcast you want, we got it. Follow us. Believe Network on Twitter. Believe Network on Instagram. Believe Network on YouTube, Instagram for us at the dot charity dot stripe on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore and toss. You made a discovery. Who who was the husband in the blind side? What? Oh my god. <laughs> it's Tim McGraw. <laughs> it's Tim <laughs> It's Tim McGraw. Wild, wild, wild stuff. Wild episode. Amazing guests, amazing hosts. Thank you to all of them. Fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, hit your PKs because they free and hit your free throws. Bye, guys. Because they are free. Because they are free, we out, shall we love ya. Thanks for joining the Believe Network's Best of Believe Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.